1: That door is the prison arsenal. All that stands between us and the arsenal is that guard and that door. Stop
2: talking so much and let's get going. Shut
1: up. And the rest of you guys stop staring at me. The guard's looking this way. And we're sunk if he thinks we're talking. Okay, okay. Now get this. Red is at the dryer by the door. As soon as the guard's back is turned, he's gonna let him have it with the handle off the drying machine. Smith, you get the keys off the guard. Open the door, and we'll be on our way in 10 seconds. Now
2: we've got... Oh. Red,
1: Red, get the guard. Come on, come on.
2: Get that door open, Smith. Get it open. It's open, but I set up the alarm. Come on. Let's get to the arsenal before the guards can get to us. Come on, we're getting out of here. Now we're getting out of this jail. Come on, you guys. There they go, there they go, out the side door at the arsenal. They must have killed the guard there. I hope not. I'm going to let them have it. Hold it. We got him ducking into cell block A. Good. So get a bottled in there, they'll never get out. Yeah. Hey, Harry, look. There goes one of them over the east wall. It's Mike Harden, I think. Come on, let's go after him. Never mind. The guards in the east wall to take care of them. We can stay here. Get in there. Hey, there's a the phone. Get it, will you? Okay.
3: Hello.
2: Guard station 6. What? Okay, thanks. Who was that, John? Station call, Harry. We got to bottle up in block A. Everything's under control. That guy going over to East Wall got away. He did, huh? Eh? Who was it, did they know? Yeah, it was Mike Harlan, Harry. One of the guys who was a guest of ours, thanks to Boston Blackie.
0: And now on to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friends. <laughs>
1: Police headquarters. Faraday speaking.
2: Inspector Faraday, I think I might know something you'd like to know.
1: Yeah? Who's this?
2: That ain't important, but my information is.
1: Hmm. What's important about it?
2: Mike Harlan busted out of prison yesterday, didn't he? And you're looking for him, ain't you?
1: Yeah, sure, I'm looking for him.
2: Well, I think I know where you can grab
1: him. Yeah? Where?
2: Boston Blackie sent him to jail, didn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, so what?
2: So I figure that's where Mike Harlan is heading settle a little score as soon as the heat on him dies down.
1: What makes you think so?
2: A couple of minutes ago, I saw him hiding in an alley two blocks from where Blackie lives.
1: Yeah? Well, why are you telling me this?
2: I don't like Harlan.
1: Yeah, well, if... Hello? Hello? No, oh, he would hang up. Rollins! Rollins! Yeah, Inspector? Get me a squad car, quick. We're getting out to Boston Blackies fast. <laughs> open up. I tell you, Inspector, there's nobody in there. Maybe nobody alive. Come on, come on. We're going to break down the door. Okay. All right. Come on, shove. Again, shove. One more ought to do it, Inspector. Okay, together now. Hard. God damn it. Come on, Ronald. Come on, where, Inspector? There's nobody in here. I got eyes. Maybe Blackie's in another room. Maybe. Come on. Let's try this room in here.
2: Okay, but I hope we're not too late. So do I.
3: Blackie? are you in here? Blanky. Inspector, you know Mike Harlan here. Harlan? Inspector,
2: Harlan's got a gun on him.
1: All right, Harlan, grab that gun before I drop you. Drop it!
2: Okay, copper.
1: Drop that gun, I said.
2: How's that, copper? Suit you okay?
1: Yeah, now, don't move. Get his gun, Rollins. I've got him covered.
3: Right. Go ahead and play, children. I'm enjoying this. No,
1: keep him covered, Rollins, while I get his gun.
3: There.
1: Proud of yourself, huh, copper? Yeah, sure. I'd probably get a tin whistle for this. It was so hard to do. Take him in, Rollins. Get him out of here. All right. Too bad I didn't get to finish the job, Blackie. But I may be back. So long.
3: Goodbye, Harlan. Too bad you couldn't stay longer. Well, Faraday? Well, Blackie? What do you want me to do, Faraday? Kiss your hand? No, but you might say thanks.
1: Thanks to a telephone tip from one of Harlan's old enemies, I just got here in time to keep Harlan from killing you.
3: Oh, that's right, you did.
1: What do you mean, that's right, I did? Didn't I bust in here and catch him holding a gun
3: on you? Yes, you did, Faraday, and thanks a lot. All right. I'll do the same for you sometime. And thanks for getting here so fast. Holland wasn't here five minutes before you broke in.
1: Look, I didn't come up here to save your life. I came up here to capture an escaped criminal. Too bad I had to do both at the same time. Hey, how did he
3: happen to get a gun on you, eh? Jealous, Faraday? You should be. Come to think of it, You've never been able to get anything on me. Well, Mary, Faraday is now under the impression he saved my life. Though I guess I do owe him something at that. So
4: do I, Blackie. And for the same reason.
3: Weren't you wondering why I was a little late calling for you?
4: Oh, at first I thought you had trouble getting this cab, but... After all, you were only an hour late. That's practically on time for you.
3: You didn't really mind, did you?
4: I didn't, but the doorman did. I was outside so long I made 35 cents on tips opening taxi doors.
3: I'd want my cut, but uh, I'm too pleased with the way you look tonight.
4: I do not look any differently tonight.
3: Maybe it's that dress you're wearing. New, isn't it?
4: Not particularly. I got it this afternoon. It's all of five hours old.
3: Doesn't look its age, does it?
4: Well, it's just my size, so there isn't room for a wrinkle.
3: (laughs) Tell me why you're wearing an evening gown, Mary.
4: Listen, my blackie, and you shall hear. This afternoon, you called to say you were taking me to a very lovely place tonight. It is now tonight I am dressed appropriately for the very lovely place.
3: The place isn't that lovely.
4: Well, thank you. You're being extra special sweet tonight, darling. You wouldn't have a reason, an extra special reason by any chance,
3: Oh, Mary, how can you even think such a Uh-oh, thing? oh
4: that's all I wanted to know. All right, out with it. The deal to drive uptown for dinner is all off, huh?
3: Oh, I'd say it was, well, uh, postponed temporarily.
4: You know, that's what I like about us. Plans subject to change without notice. Too bad this dress isn't.
3: The dress is very attractive, Mary.
4: Well, inasmuch as it's becoming increasingly apparent that I am due for a disappointment, you'll have to do better than that. Try again.
3: Oh, very well. The dress is...
4: Oh, it isn't that good. On the contrary.
3: What there is of it is terrific.
4: Well, then you should have made the whistle shorter, like
3: this.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And now I hate to be inquisitive, but where are we going?
3: To a place downtown known as the Traveler's Barn.
4: The Traveler's Barn? What's that?
3: Believe me, it's all to your credit that you don't know. It's a combination place, joint, and dive. But I've got to go there tonight.
5: Oh, all
4: right, darling. Only I won't say I'm not disappointed. In fact, there's only one thing that could possibly make this situation worse. What's that? If you were going to the traveler's barn to meet another
3: girl. Funny you should mention that, Mary. That's exactly why I'm going there. To meet another girl.
4: something, Blackie? If you didn't tell me, and if I kept my eyes closed, and if I couldn't smell anything, uh, and if I couldn't hear anything, I'd swear we were at the Cartman instead of the Traveler's Barn.
3: Mary, I think you're a snob. The Traveler's Barn has only the finest red and white checkered tablecloths.
4: Too bad I don't feel like playing checkers.
3: (laughs) I wouldn't want to play anything with the mob in here. Take a look.
4: Well, uh, to tell you the truth, I'll be happy if they stop looking at me. Darling, must we stay here? This place gives me the creeps.
3: We won't have to stay much longer. I pointed out the girl I came down to see, didn't I?
4: Yeah. She's very attractive, too. Uh
3: Uh-huh. And you'd see how young she was if she'd scrape some of that war paint off her face. Anyhow, I can't go over to see her until that character there leaves.
4: I'll put a whammy on him right now. Whammy. Whammy.
3: How long do your whammies take before they work?
4: depends on how much on the job my private genie is. Of course, right now, I think he's probably out to dinner. Just my luck. Well, at
3: least you're feeling better. That's something.
4: I suppose. But hey, wait a minute. Suppose the young lady you came down here to see won't talk to her.
3: Have you ever known a girl who wouldn't?
4: (laughs) For the sake of your conceit, no answer to that
3: one.
4: (laughs) But you say you want her to do something for you. What if she won't?
3: Have you ever known a girl who wouldn't?
4: Present company accepted. (laughs) Don't answer that. Hey. Hey, the whammy's working. What do you know? That man just left the girl's table. Wonderful.
3: I hope your genie had a fine meal. Thank him for me when you talk to him again.
4: (laughs) Okay, I will. Now, you go over there and show me how good you are.
3: Right. Excuse me, please. I'll
4: excuse you. But if coming down here doesn't do you any good, I'll never forgive you.
3: I'll remember that. Hello. Are you Gladys Holland?
6: Could be, handsome.
3: Mind if I uh, sit down?
6: I don't, but Joe might. Only, he doesn't happen to be around right now.
3: I imagine that's an invitation. And if it is, it's accepted. Thanks.
6: Hey, haven't I seen you somewhere before?
3: Now, that's a purely masculine line, Miss Harlan. You know, uh... I beg your pardon, Miss, but haven't I seen you somewhere before? The Riviera, perhaps, or Biarritz, or Cannes? I
6: have seen you somewhere, and I've heard you talk, too.
3: Is that Who important?
6: Are you? Could be, just in case, well, just in case I ever wanted to get in touch with him.
3: What about this uh, Joe fellow, the one who might object to my sitting here with you if he happened to be around right now?
6: He's still head man. (laughs) You're not that good, handsome. Not this fast, you're not. Who are you?
3: Boston Blackie.
6: Boston? So that's why you look familiar. I should have remembered your face. I've hated it long enough.
3: I've got to talk to you.
6: Sure, sure, but I don't have to listen. You sent my old man to the pen, Blackie. Beat it now before you give this place a bad name. Well, what's keeping you here?
3: If you remember me, Gladys, you also remember that I pretty nearly always do the things I set out to do.
6: Sure, I remember that. You set out to send my father to jail, and you did. Well, what do you want from me? Congratulations?
3: If I hadn't sent him there, Gladys, someone else would have.
6: Yeah, well, I... Hey, Dal, is
5: everything
3: okay here? Yeah, Joe, I can handle myself. Okay, Dal. I want to see you in my office as soon as you're through.
6: Yeah, Joe, right away.
3: Look, Gladys, I want to talk to you.
6: Go ahead, make with the monologue.
3: All right. Will you do something for me?
6: Sure. If it's kill you for sending my old man to jail.
3: Look, forget about your father for a minute, I happen to know you're heading for jail yourself if you don't get out of this gang you're running around with.
6: I don't know what you're talking about.
3: But I do. And I want to do something about it.
6: You do, huh? What do you want to do? Send me to jail, too? Ah, get lost, you. And I guarantee no one will ever go looking for you.
0: Now, back to Boston Blackie. Mike Harlan, sent to jail by Blackie, makes a successful prison break and heads straight for Blackie's apartment. Inspector Faraday gets a tip that Harlan is at Blackie's and gets there just in time to find Harlan holding a gun on Blackie. Harlan is returned to jail. And that night, Blackie takes Mary to a waterfront dive, the Traveler's Barn, to see Gladys, Mike Harlan's daughter, who has joined an underworld gang. He tries to get her to do something for him, but she won't even speak to him. As we return to our story, Blackie is in Mary's apartment trying to find a way to talk further to the escaped convict's daughter.
4: Blackie, why do you even bother thinking about Gladys after the way she treated you?
3: Because she's not half as tough as she pretends to be. She's just in with a bad lot and thinks it's smart to do the things they do.
4: Has she been with them long?
3: No. That's why I've got to stop her before it's too late.
4: Yes, but look, darling... How do you even know she's mixed up with a gang?
3: Isn't it obvious?
4: Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose it is. So you better tell me.
3: Not now. But I have to know that Joe character and his gang are about to pull something soon. If I only knew what it was and where.
4: Why don't you call Gladys up and ask her?
3: <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> I'm silly. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> what? What are we laughing at? That's a good idea. Get the phone book. Look up Gladys Hall. Oh...
4: Well, all right, but I don't get it. How are you going to get her to talk to you?
3: Like this. Hey, is everything okay here, doll?
4: Who are you imitating now?
3: Joe, the owner of the barn, and obviously also Gladys's boss.
4: Oh, here it is. Oh, I see what you're going to do.
3: Let's just hope she's home and this works. Got her number?
4: Mm hmm. HA12138, and kind of forget it immediately after you dial, too.
3: Now, I wonder why you said that.
4: Mm. Uh, Blackie. That Joe person has a little black mustache. Why don't you wear a mustache when you talk to
3: her? Aren't you a big help? Mm. The phone's ringing. Here it goes.
4: My fingers are crossed.
3: You really on my side?
4: Cross my heart.
3: Your fingers and your heart. Kind of a double cross, isn't it?
4: Mm. Hello?
3: Hey, doll. Is everything okay? Oh,
6: it's you, Joe. Sure, why, yes?
3: Yeah. Well, I was just wondering, see... You sure you get your instructions okay?
6: Why, sure, Joe.
3: Hey, uh, I'm glad you're sure, but I ain't, see? I'm nervous about you. Well, I'll tell you what I'm supposed to do then. Hey, maybe you're better.
6: Well, I'm supposed to get the car at 8 o'clock tomorrow night and drive it to the Cross Creek Road and Highway 17.
3: Yeah? doll, Gladys. But they're just a place safe. Keep away from me and the gang for po- tomorrow night, see? See you then, doll.
5: Okay, Joe.
3: Night. Night. Did it work? Did it work, Mary? The accent must have been perfect. I should have been an actor.
4: Well, all I can say is if you were one, you'd be a good actor. <laughs>
3: Thanks, pal. Now I've got to make some plans to interfere with the plans of a gang of bad actors tomorrow night.
2: Joe, what time's the armored truck supposed to come along? Right about now, Tony. Just keep your shirt on. It'll be long on schedule. The boys are spread out alongside the road. Gladys got here with the car, okay? It's parked over there on the trees. Yeah. Now Gladys is a good doll. I'm glad she's in with us. You're taking an awful chance. Letting her in on a big hole like this on a face job, ain't you, Joe? Yeah, but we had to have somebody to get the car all set to drive. This job is taking all of the boys, so we need to see. Oh, here's hoping she... Hey, look, Joe comes here on a truck. Good. As soon as it rounds the curb in front of us, the driver will see the barricade. He'll have to slow down. Or maybe stop, huh? Yeah. Then we run up on it, toss the nitro under it, and boom, she split open like a ripe watermelon. The truck's here, boss. The driver's seen the barricade. It's slowing down. Okay, let's go. Throw the nitro under the truck, Tony. Toss it quick. There it goes. That up, boy. That'll do it. I did it. He's split wide open. Come on. All right. Grab the dough out of the back, you guys, and beat it to the car. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Hurry it up. Come on. Okay. We got the dough, Joe. We got it. All right. Come on. Let's go over this on, way. Thanks. That blast must have knocked off the guards. They ain't firing at us. Right. Hurry it up. We'll be over here. Our car's waiting. Okay, doll. Get set to step on it.
6: Okay, I'm all set. Everything go all right, Joe.
2: Perfect, perfect. You got nerve. Kid, Come ain't jittery or nothing. Yeah, it was a cinch, Gladys. Me and the gang got all the dough. All right, pile into you guys. Let's go. Okay, step on it, Gladys.
6: Okay.
2: Get back to town fast, doll. I can't wait to count this stuff.
6: Sure, Joe. We did it,
2: huh? Oh, it was a cinch. Sure was. Not to it.
6: I did all right on my first job, Joe.
2: You were great, doll. Great. Hey, Joe. Look at the road ahead of us. It's barricaded. The place is full of cops. Cops. A hundred of them, Joe. What do we do? Drive right through the barricade? No, turn back. We'll beat it the other way. But we can't force our barricade in that busted up armored truck. It's blocking the road behind us. Huh? Yeah, you're right. Oh,
6: Joe, what are we going to do?
2: There ain't nothing we can do, doll. Slow down and stop. We're giving ourselves up. I want to live a little while longer, even if it is in jail.
1: Everybody, quiet! This is a police lineup, not a football show,
2: and I want quiet. We're ready with the prisoners, Inspector Faraday.
1: All right, start with the first one.
2: O'Day, alias Joe Lane, alias Bugsy Peterson, alias Lane Peterson. Nine arrests, no convictions. Wanted for robbery, murder. A Gardener armored truck was killed.
1: All right, O'Day, what have you got to say for yourself?
2: I ain't talking, Faraday. You will later. Okay, step down, O'Day. Let's have the next one. Where it is Harlan? No aliases, no arrests, no convictions, wanted for robbery and murder. All right, Miss Harlan.
1: What have you got to say for yourself?
6: Uh, I, I don't have anything
1: to say. You know you're gonna face a murder charge for what you've done, don't you?
6: I know it, but you can't prove it. What you... do you mean,
1: I can't prove it? You're guilty and you know it. Now, why don't you play it smart and admit it?
6: Why should I?
1: Because I'll prove it anyhow. And I'll go easy on you if you talk.
6: All right, I admit
1: it. What do you admit? I admit
6: everything. I drove the car for the gang. But I didn't know anyone was going to be killed, honestly. I That didn't...
1: doesn't make any difference. A guard in that armored truck was killed. And if you drove the car for this gang, you're just as guilty as if you killed that guard with your own hands.
6: No, I
2: didn't. I didn't. Okay, step down.
1: Come <laughs> here, come here, Miss Holland. I want you in my office. Rollins, bring her over here, will you? Sure,
2: Inspector. Here
1: she is. Thanks, Rollins. I'll take her in my office. Uh, you take over here. Huh? Sure, Inspector. All
6: right, the
5: rest what
6: are you going to do with
1: me? Plenty. All right, go on, go on. Get in there. What
6: place is this? What happens to me now?
1: Maybe a lot is going to happen to you, Miss Holland. That depends mostly on you. What do you mean? You'll find out. Sit down. I said sit down.
6: All right.
1: That's better. Well, you're in sort of a jam, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I guess I am. What do you mean? You guess you are. I
6: mean, I know I am. Well, I didn't know it was going to be like this at all. I thought it'd be smart to join Joe's gang. Mm I thought it'd be clever. But I know it wasn't now. Oh, you do, huh? Yes, and I should have known it before. I should have learned a lesson from what happened to my father. That's right. Look at him. He's in jail. And why? Because he was smart and thought he could get away with it. Well, he didn't get away with it. I didn't either. I know it now.
1: A little too late, huh?
6: Yeah a little too late, Inspector. I guess I've got worse coming to me than came to my father. Oh, if I could only go back 24 hours and know what I know now, I wouldn't be in this mess.
1: No, you wouldn't. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, Miss Holland, thanks to one man, you are not in a mess.
6: Oh, not in a mess? What you ring that buzzer for?
3: I'll answer that last question, Gladys. It rang for me. Blackie. Yes, and Blackie. But you seem almost glad to see me.
6: Oh, I am, Blackie, but I'm afraid it's too late.
3: Oh, I don't think so, Gladys. You heard the inspector say you aren't in a mess. But I
6: am. I was mixed up in that robbery when a guard was killed.
3: You weren't mixed up in anything, Gladys. And a guard wasn't killed. In fact, there were no guards in that armored truck. The driver set the wheel and jumped 50 yards before the barricade.
6: Th- th- they weren't?
3: No, Miss Harlan. You and your pals didn't steal anything either. That
1: armored truck was empty. Empty? Yes. What your pal stole was bags of
3: slugs and a box filled with dirt. But, but, but how did... It's they... all very simple, Gladys. After you told me all about your part in the holdup, uh, I...
6: I told you about my part
5: in the...
3: Yes, when I called and asked you to run through the instructions. You thought I was Joe when I said, Hey, Dal, I want you to run through the instructions, see? It was you? Yes. And after that, I went to the armored truck company, told them what I was, well, what was going to happen, and Faraday and I framed this whole thing together.
6: Well, then, then, then Joe and the gang haven't been arrested either.
3: Oh, yes, Miss Harlan. they're under arrest.
1: I've been looking for him and that gang for a long time for other things. They're going to jail.
6: And where am I going?
3: Out of here, Gladys. Straight out of here, if you know what I mean. <laughs>
4: Why did you want to help Gladys Harlan?
3: Well, Mary, remember when I told you that Faraday caught my calling her father, in my apartment with a gun on me?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, he wasn't pointing that gun at me to kill me, but so that when Faraday broke in, I wouldn't be accused of harboring an escaped convict.
4: He wasn't going to kill you? Well, then what was he doing in your apartment?
3: Well, he heard through the prison grapevine that his daughter was getting mixed up with a gang.
4: Oh, and he wanted to keep her from joining it.
3: Yes, he even had her come up to prison to see him. But she wouldn't listen to him.
4: Gee, you'd think she would have, though, wouldn't you? The father was in jail because he was caught by the police.
3: Yes, but she told him she was too smart to be caught. That's when he decided to come to see me.
4: Oh, and I know why he didn't go to the police. Because all they do is send her to prison.
3: Yes, and he didn't want that. So he broke jail and came to see me, hoping that I could do something with her.
4: Well, that covers everything, I guess. And so
3: does that lovely evening wrap you're wearing.
4: Why, thank you, sir.
3: You'll sure be an attraction tonight.
4: Think so? Look what I'm wearing underneath.
3: Good night. A checkered skirt and a striped sweater. Where do you think you're on your way to?
4: To the Traveler's Barn, of course. Mary,
3: we're going to the Carlton Plaza. Oh. And I said you'd be an attraction. Wow.
4: At the Carlton Plaza in this outfit, Blackie? I won't be an attraction, I'll be a sensation. <laughs> mm